Before we get started with this week's episode, uh, me and Katie just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the unfortunate timing of last week's episode uh, and clear up uh, what we wanted to do with it and how it might may have been taken by accident. So last week we did an episode that was, uh, we interviewed BuzzFeed's uh, director of global security all about the dangers that journalists might face if like, you know, a crazy madman busts into the office or whatever. And we had recorded that two or three weeks ago um, and posted it sort of late Tuesday night like we always do with these episodes. And then Wednesday morning there in the news was this horrible tragedy of uh, two television newscasters actually getting shot and killed by a crazy person. I, I, th- I think we pride ourselves on dealing with the Internet's best and worst at the same time and kind of treating it with that sort of half-joking tone. And I think uh, in light of what actually happened, uh, we, we probably crossed that line. So I, just, I wanted to apologize for the way it was received and, you know, totally by accident and sadly... Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm sorry. I just immediately felt sorry for anyone who had to listen to it that morning, having just heard the news and was like, this is horrifying. Because I don't know. Sometimes stuff isn't funny. Like all of Ryan's jokes. Or like anything that, oh man, you beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, I love you, Ryan. I love you too, Katie. (laughs) As a warning, Internet Explorer, as always, has adult language and themes. This week we're going to talk about Tinder, which obviously will probably involve some adult themes and almost undoubtedly adult language. Hopefully there won't be any horrible real-life thing that happens this week that will make it extra awful to listen to. Other than the unfortunate just state of you having to listen to this podcast. Yeah, the worst possible thing that could happen in real life is that when this podcast goes out, someone actually goes on a date with Ryan. Because I feel so sorry for that woman. Yo, I got WhatsApp. I got Kick. <laughs> I can talk to you on any any messaging service. You you, you hit me up. All right. You know, <laughs> Internet Explorer, BuzzFeed.com. Go on a date with me, please. Hello, welcome to another episode of Internet Explorer from BuzzFeed. I'm Katie Nitopoulos, and I'm Ryan Broderick. Today we're going to talk about something that many people use. It's called Tinder, or as I like to refer to it as the seamless. For people. <laughs> As obviously you all know, Tinder is a dating app where you, I don't know, you meet people to date, I guess. <laughs> I, th- I think the, the main way you use it is hungover on the toilet, swiping through people and deciding quietly if they're hot enough to hypothetically have sex with you. Yeah, sounds about right. So recently there was kind of this big kerfluffle about Tinder. It's been around for a while, um, but there was a big article in Vanity Fair magazine about how Tinder sort of was causing the dating apocalypse for 20-somethings. And it, you know, talked about a bunch of different young people and how they were kind of using it in this way that was like totally grim. And It was grim. Yeah, it was very grim. In the weeks since I've read the piece, it has haunted me deeply because I feel like I feel like I'm a pretty cool with millennial Everteen, mm-hmm. and I feel like when I read that piece, whether it was exaggerated in the way that Tinder's Twitter account a couple weeks ago started tweeting about, like nonstop that it was kind of making things up, or if it was just that I am as out of touch as I fear I may be with my generation, but it frightened me. It definitely frightened me. I was going to say that I thought it was that it was kind of like at the end of the portrait of Dorian Gray where you see the portrait and it's like this gnarled, horrible thing that it was like you having to face that. Is that not, that's not accurate? Uh, Well, so um, I recently downloaded it when I moved to England because people in Europe are obsessed with Tinder. Like when I got to Paris a couple months ago, everyone when was there was like, "You you must try Tinder in Paris." And I was like, "Well, 
I'm here for like a couple days. Like, what am I going to do with it? But I did boot it up and I started swiping. And Parisian women like to check Tinder in the morning. Ooh la la. So you wake up with like 50 notifications, you know, like if you're handsome like I am. I don't know. <laughs> in London, I've been doing an experiment where I've been slowly A-B testing how I appear to women via Tinder. So like I'll change oh. photographs or like try different emojis. And like I haven't really <laughs> gone out on any dates yet. I just like... I'm really curious to see like what the differences are. Right. Do you realize how like how Patrick Bateman this is right now? Surprise, surprise, <laughs> straight white man does insane thing. So what what have you found so far? I think it is kind of interesting and it's not like I'm doing it cruelly. I just I'm kinda of curious to see like should I improve the way I look and the way I you know act. And so what I've found is that like I have a new haircut. I have a shorter haircut. I have a beard. I like your haircut. I like the haircut. Thank you. You and producer Julia have both been giving me nice Mildly creepy compliments. Yeah, well, you know, if if you're interested in the 30-something women demographic... I Oh, I am. Then we love it. We love that nice haircut you got. Very nice. You look like a nice boy. I want a 30-something woman to lay me down and then wake me up the next morning and make me breakfast and we can eat it in her garden while I watch her read The New Yorker. Oh. Uh, that's my That's my dream. Then we can go costume jewelry shopping. Ladies, if you're looking for an Everteen... <laughs> Don't email Internet Explorer BuzzFeed. Just go on Tinder and hope that you will never right. find Ryan because... Ugh, ugh, ugh. Basically, the, what I found and what I've been finding w- with Tinder is that it's not so grim if you don't take it seriously. But what I'm afraid of and what this Vanity Fair piece made me very afraid of is that there's a lot of people who take it really seriously. And that, like anything on the Internet, kind of scares me If when you take the Internet really seriously. Other than the way we do, of course. What do you mean by taking it serious? I mean, people are using it to try to find, you know, relationships and romance. That's Th- that's what bugs me. I think it's that people are using, like, essentially a seamless style app to, like, find their, like, favorite. I don't know. It just seems like I don't think Tinder can be used to find love, but I guess anything could. But I can't. I'm incapable of feeling love, so I don't really know how that would even work in the first place. But I don't know. Tinder just seems like something you shouldn't take seriously. So I've I've tried Tinder. Speaking of taking it very seriously. Speaking of taking it very seriously. So I'm married, so I'm not looking to date. But, (laughs) you know, I uh, like to keep up on the latest trends in apps that people are using. That's a cool sentence that you said. As part of my job function here at BuzzFeed, you know, I write about technology and culture and stuff. And so I, you know, maybe a year, year and a half ago, I, you know, everyone's talking about Tinder. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I should just try it out to see how it works. Like, what's what's going on on this right. this app that everyone seems to be buzzing about? But I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go on there with, you know, ask me because I'm not looking to date or anything. So I, I, I changed. You have to log in through Facebook, but I changed my my profile so I had no pictures except the infamous uh, piggy poop balls photo. If you don't know, it's a picture of a pig with gigantic testicles and the pig has shit itself onto its own testicles. Right, and I made my age 10 years older than I actually am. I had to go in on Facebook and change my age. Um, So I was like a 40-something woman who is only identifiable as a pig with poop on her balls. His balls, I guess. My dream, that's the dream. And so to see sort of how the dynamics worked, I said yes to every single person I saw. You swiped right on everyone, which is uh, a very common tactic actually for just all men, which is really scary. That's the impression I got because 
eventually I determined that it was no more fun to do this because I got so many matches that there's like a little animation that pops up when you get a match and you have to sort of dismiss the screen that if you're trying to go through it pretty fast, if you have 100 matches in a row, it's actually really annoying to like constantly have to wait for this animation. And so it became clear that men will swipe yes on literally a pig with shit on its balls. And a lot of guys would actually like message me and be like, hey, what's up with the pig? Like... I, I sort of realize that the dynamic here is that it sucks for men on there, and it also sucks for women, I think, because there's a lot of women who just get, like, sent a random dick pic. But it sucks for guys because they kind of they have to play the, the, the numbers game a little bit. And then the Vanity Fair piece focused on Tinder, but it also mentions another app. So, like, like you, I, I'm kind of curious when people start talking about, like, dating apps, and there's this really big one in the piece called Hinge, which is just, it's way more Facebook powered. It's way less proximity based and it's way more Facebook powered. Okay. So it tells you like exactly who and how many people are friends with you on Facebook and then you match or don't match with them. And then there's a, a third one that is really popular in London right now that I downloaded and then quickly deleted because it is absolutely horrifying. It's called Happen. Oh, I've heard of this. That's like the location one. It's awful. So what it does is it's basically Tinder, except if you're not familiar, Tinder tells you like you were online 10 minutes ago. So it kind of lets you know if the person's ignoring you or if they just haven't checked their Tinder in a while. But what happened, it sends you a screenshot of the last time you two passed in the street. See, that's like the crazy thing because it's it's GPS, but like hyper yeah. hypersensitive GPS. So it's like here are the people who literally have walked past. If you're like in your apartment doing it, it's like here are the people who have like walked past your apartment in the last hour. Yeah, I tried it out once because a friend of mine was telling me about it, and I was in my apartment. And I got really scared because I was like, I don't want these people to like come over and murder me. I didn't like it. <laughs> but what what was more interesting though is that the Happen app when I booted it up. I set the same age age range, uh, which is like I do like I don't know twenty three to twenty seven. Not that any woman is in twenty seven year old is going to say hello to me, but I set it for whatever a big age range. And what I noticed was that Happen had way more of an older user base, and that's what I think I find very fascinating is that now there's enough of these like Tinder knockoffs that are very popular that I think I feel like we're going to start to see like tribalism within them like because they even in this vanity fair piece they talked about the guy who's like oh i only use hinge or like oh yeah i I use tinder because like it's faster and i can get more out of it it's like i'm like interested like five years down the line like will there be like whole civilizations like because then you you know you start breeding within them (laughs) (laughs) maybe you just live in a neighborhood with lots of old people oh i do live in like a i live in like a very park slopey part of london so there's lots of isn't it called like in it's yummy mummies or something yeah yummy (laughs) mummies so like i'm i'm after like the 30 something divorcee that's my whole thing all right good luck if you're a 30 something divorcee let ryan know yeah if you're a british woman in her 30s listening to this podcast email internet explorer at buzzfeed.com and say really graphics stuff to me but so that everyone else in the listserv can see it yes it'd be very good so we wanted to know more about how people are using tinder obviously our experiences are quite limited mine only being kind of trolling oh i guess i should follow up by mentioning that eventually after doing this for a little while i got banned so i i actually trolled so hard on tinder i'm banned i like literally my account i can never log on again ask myself we have to do an episode just about all of the apps that you've been banned from for like being a dickhead i've been banned by a lot 
Yeah. We talked to people in the office and we wanted to find out, like, is it good? Is it evil? Are people only using it for disgusting hookups because they're slime bags? Or are they actually, like, finding love? Like, what's going on? And much like Tinder itself, we discovered that the reality is complex and ultimately sort of weird. Tinder is definitely a force for good. I met my fiance on Tinder. I think it enables people to be their most evil version of themselves. Tinder is good, um, but I, more so behind that, I would say it's what you make of it. As a lesbian, I think Tinder is awesome. <laughs> I think Tinder is really great. Tinder is just a meeting app. Once you meet someone, you do the same thing that you would always do, right? You would evaluate them, like, with your instincts. Tinder just makes it very efficient to meet someone. You know, the same way that I'm there, there's a lot of, like, interesting dudes that are not creepy and are actually, like, looking to have a decent conversation over a drink. It's a game. And, you know, if you approach it as a game, that's you just swipe left, swipe right, then you really shouldn't take it that personal. I think it's introduced me to, like, a whole genre of sleazy guys that I, like, didn't know existed. And I think that that's gross. I mostly have men who, like, say unbelievably gross shit to me. And they just start off with, like, good boobs, nice boobs. This guy who was, like, a dad in Park Slope, his opening line was, how about I come over and come on your face? Would you ever approach a woman like that in real life? <laughs> like, tap him on the shoulder, be like, just want to say, good boobs, okay? <laughs> and just like, hey, you, good boobs, and then walk on the street. No, so don't do that online. What's with these guys who think that this is, like, a line that's going to work? Yeah, so on Tinder, I have switched back and forth between it showing men and women and just men because I've had very mixed results with women. <laughs> I went out on a date with this girl who was super, super hot, and I spent a bunch of money on this date, and then it went bad. And then all winter when I was broke, I was just like, if I had, like, like $100, I would be very stoked right now. <laughs> I guess you're not obligated in modern society to pay, but you've... I mean, every dude I know pays for a first date because, like, that's what you do. And it's, I mean, it's very expensive if you are trying to date. I consider myself a Tinder power user. I actually think I have reached the end of Tinder. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of work. I think it feels like a lot of work. I use Tinder maybe a little too much. Kind of like hate texting and just having to like live in that world. When I'm in the bathroom. It was also exhausting. When I'm walking home. The more bad profiles I saw, the less I wanted to use the app. When I'm coming home from a date. I don't want to date any of these guys. Before going to bed and when I wake up. I would say Tinder comes up in conversation very often. And you just see this sad, lonely, pulsating ring go around your photo in it. And everyone is either deleting it or saying that they're off it and then getting it back a week later. You just have to like wait it out every single week. Shitty bros would be shitty bros with or without Tinder. Like, dating them never seemed like any fun. I think if you go into Tinder or any dating site, really, for that matter, with good intentions, it's a good thing. Bad intentions, a bad thing. Just like meh intentions, then a meh thing. So for me, Tinder was just a tool to basically just find another gay person who could possibly be something and then just get off the app as soon as possible. So I feel like you just need to like sort of look through all of the nasty dudes that just want to send dick pics. Burn it all down. Burn Tinder down. 
You know, I have one thought. What's your thought, Katie? Thank God I'm not single. It sounds horrible out there. Horrible. What's funny about Tinder and is that it combines like two of the weirdest things that exist, which is the internet and human sexuality. <laughs> so it just creates like this like absolute labyrinth of like nonsense. And sometimes you find your way through and it's great. And then sometimes it is literally a shit show and you you know you delete it from your phone immediately. And I think that what makes me kind of happy about Tinder is that this is kind of the first round. And the way these things usually work is that you get better. Unless you're a message board and you become Reddit. But most of the time, it gets better. Right. So I think that, like, five years from now, ten years from now, when, uh, you know, I'm tindering to find the right embryo to uh, put inside my womb and become, like, you know, clone myself. Right, right. I think the, t- the Tinder people choosing technology can only get better from here. Or more horrifying, actually. Uh, I shouldn't be uh, that optimistic about it. I mean, the whole thing about Tinder is that it's like sort of this step backwards from what something that is like a more fleshed out online dating profile like an OkCupid is, where it's you literally just see a picture of the person and you're like, ah, do I like what they look like or not? Like, it's so superficial. Whereas, you know, in another dating profile... You know, you can see if the person's funny or if they have similar hobbies as you and stuff like that that, like, would be something other than purely their looks that would uh, would draw you to them. I think the thing that bothers me the most about Tinder is that it removes the thing that I think that I'm the best at when it comes to, like, flirting and meeting people, which is the ability to, like, talk to them. Right. Constantly bringing up your waifu pillow, Japanese body pillow wife. Exactly. Also, it has the problem that Spotify has for me, which is that it doesn't have, like, an asshole meter. So, like, Spotify will recommend bands to me that I'm like, that's not a cool band. Like, I know that they sound theoretically similar to bands that I like, but I know that they're not a good... Like, I don't want to listen to Alkaline Trio because I like Taking Back Sunny. Like, that, you know, <laughs> Tinder is the same thing where it doesn't tell you if the person's an asshole. Right. You just have to guess based on, like, context clues within their photographs. So I think it's kind of a crapshoot. Look, God bless you out there, Ryan. Good luck. Thanks. It <laughs> seems awful, and please don't ever tell me about anything about your romantic life, though I don't want to know. If you have any stories about Tinder, please don't email them to us. We're done talking about it. I'm bored. Uh, if you have other cool stuff to send us, definitely email us at internetexplorer mm-hmm. at buzzfeed.com or tweet at us, iExplore. If you have a story involving a different kind of dating app, I guess maybe we'll want to hear it, but like, I don't if know. If you've been on like Farmers Only and, you know. Yeah. You know, the thing about Farmers Only dating app is I have a feeling that if I went on there with the piggy poop balls picture, they're farmers and they know what to do with a pig with poop on its balls. And I think I'd get some hot action on there. Katie, if I was a farmer and you were a pig with gigantic testicles, I would definitely want to watch you shit on those testicles by accident. Yeah. Before we uh, end this week's episode, uh, Katie has been dying to show me a thing that I've missed on the internet uh, while I've been on vacation. It's called Duck Army, and I have no idea what it is. So I think it's a sex thing. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to clarify. Don't even bother with Googling. Just go straight to Twitter and search Hashtag Duck Army. No, I got I got it right here. It's a there's vine. a headline. It's a vine. Okay, but there's a, there's a headline on the Huffington Post that says Duck Army Vine is terrifyingly compelling and maybe the vine to end all vines. Well, that's okay. I mean that's not hyperbole. Um, I'll tell you that it okay. may be. Um, right. I'm gonna press play. I'm pressing play. Okay, here. you okay? ready? All right, I want to I want to so I want to hear you and make sure your sound is up because I want to I want to watch you watch this right now. <laughs> that is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. Oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. 
Um, Ryan, can you please describe to everyone what exactly is going on in the Duck Army Vine? Uh, sure. Um, it's a man pressing down on one duck, like a like a rubber duck. Yeah, it's like it a goes squeezy, like, like a rubber right. chicken kind of thing that would probably be like a chew toy for a dog. It's like in a store. And it goes like... Eh. And yeah. then he presses down on a bin of all of them. And it it is dubbed over with, I believe, like the sound from 300 when they all cheer. No, it's not dubbed over. That's literally what the sound is. That's not the real sound. That can't be the real no, sound. No, that's the real sound. That's why it's so funny. Hold hold on. Hold on. It sounds like a hundred men screaming no. in agony. Katie, I yes. refuse to believe this. No, that is real. No. It's real. That's why it's so funny. That's why people are obsessed with Duck Army. No. That is the sound of when you go to hell. And all the, the, the flesh of sinners are being uh, tortured for eternity. That's the sound. And that is also the sound of be pressed down on a bunch of, like, squeezy chew toy geese. Wow. That is the real sound. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you watched it and you thought it was dubbed. I feel like you were robbed of the original experience of knowing that that's really the sound. I just assume everything on the Internet is fake. Ryan, I'm so glad I got to show you Duck Army. I feel really excited about this. Um, obviously, this is like a semi-visual thing so if you are listening to this you've already heard it but like go watch the duck army vine it'll make your day thanks everyone for listening thanks to uh the wonderful people from the buzzfeed office who told us about their dating horror or not horror stories and uh you know keep on swiping on <laughs> keep on swiping on no thanks julia furlon no thanks eleanor kagan and no thanks jenna weiss berman wait wait i i swipe left on julia furlon and i swipe right on jenna weiss berman and i hover read through a profile a couple times and ultimately decide i'll figure it out later with eleanor kagan <laughs> 